Hey, welcome to Bag Talk. Hey, man, welcome to Bag Talk, episode number three. And this is the hottest thing y'all keep begging me to talk about, y'all keep asking me about, and that's Truro. And it's one thing we're going to do, we're going to discuss Truro, but the most important thing I'm going to teach y'all how to do, that's... Got to get to the money. We got to get to the money. Um, So, yeah, we're going to discuss Turo, how I got started in Turo. Probably not how much money I make in Turo. Who knows? But, yeah, let's talk about it. What is Turo? Oh, man, so Turo is like uh, Airbnb, right? It's a ride-sharing platform where you get a vehicle. You put your own vehicle up if you like that. And, and people basically who are traveling, who may be locals or whatever reason they in the area, they get on this application, they look to you to rent your vehicle. How did you even get started? Man, honestly, like, if you know me, I'm up super, super, super late, super, super, super early. And usually in my first couple hours of being up, like, I'm researching, right? So I think I ran across, this was in the pandemic, when you had nothing else but to do but to be on social media. And I think I was up scrolling. I, I ran into, like, CEO Matty J and a lot of those guys about, like, just talking about the Truro business. So... Of course, you know what I'm saying? I'm not a type of person I see something, I just jump into it. I, I did my research, right? And at the time, it's like, yo, like, I had a lot of questions. People asked me, like, yo, how do I get a car? What happened if somebody wrecked my car? Damn, how much money is they making? Like, if you know Maddie J and all them boys, they in Lambo trucks and Rolls Royces. I'm like, yo, like, what's going on? So, yeah, it sparked my curiosity. And people say curiosity uh, kills a cat, but I say curiosity creates millions. So my sense, like, I started doing my research, and I started getting across different articles, and I messed around and ran to Wall Street Journal, where they were talking about how a lot of your, your major rental car fleets were selling their, uh, a lot of your major rental car companies were selling their fleets to get through the pandemic to gain capital. So I'm like, yo, if all these rental car companies selling all these cars, eventually, you know what I'm saying, the pandemic, I'm not going to say going to go away, but it's, it's going to fade away a little bit. And people going to start back traveling and getting back active in the streets, being outside, like y'all say. So I was like, yo, if they don't have no cars, how are people going to rent cars? All right. And so I think a couple months later, there was another article came out about the rental car shortage. And at the same time, where there was coming, that, that article was coming out. I had just caught my first two cars, the 2018 Maserati and a drop top. Mustang. So I'm like, yo, okay, people back traveling, rent a car, companies ain't got no cars for people to rent. People got to get around. Boom, Turo. So yeah, man, that sparked my interest. That's how I got started. Uh, did my research. And if you know me, I always be on my finances credit wise. So I wasn't in the situation where I had to fix my credit. Or I had to wait on this. I just had to do my research and get started and, and get to it. How do you feel about the platform? I personally, um, I love Turo, man. I think uh, you get to meet, well, I love Turo for the money and, and the people you meet. But you also meet some, you know what I'm saying, little sketchy people here and there. But I think the overview as a platform in itself is pretty safe, right? You got You have a vehicle. You put your vehicle on the platform. You insure, you're insured on the platform through different protection plans that you can select, and which kind of adjusts your payout structure. Um, and then people rent, right? And there's a couple ways that people rent, whether they come to you in your location, wherever you have your vehicles. For me, I have mine in the lot. Or if they're at the airport or at their house and they're going out of town but want to rent your vehicle, you could do drop-offs, right? And for those drop-offs, you can charge from $20 to $120 just to drop your vehicle off to these people so they can get on about their business and enjoy whatever they're about to do. 
So I think the, the overview of the platform is pretty straightforward. You communicate through there. Um, you get the, the renter's number, phone number, contact information, where you're dropping the vehicle off, where you're picking it up, uh, what day they're picking it up, what day they're dropping it off, and then outside of that, how much you're making, right? And all that's kind of within the platform. You get paid every day after your rental uh, is done, and, and that is what it is. And I think as a platform, it's pretty straightforward. Uh, I haven't run into any issues with it. I think one of the main things about running your car out is going through the right procedures and protocols to make sure that you protect on your end. Because I, I see a lot of times on social media, uh, on Facebook, wherever it's posted at, that, yo, somebody wrecked my car, somebody stole my car, because I've I seen people doing the rental car business, but I've I seen two getting their little cut, and I ain't like that, so I did it on the side, and you didn't really protect yourself. So I think as long as you stay within the platform, uh, follow the rules, and kind of know what you're doing within that platform, you'll be protecting it, and you'll make uh, as much profit as you can with it. So let's just get into it. How did you start with the financing part? Like, how did you get financed? How can I get financed with Turo? Uh, I think getting financed with Turo is, I mean, you're not going to get financed with Turo. You're going to go through, of course, your bank and credit union. But I think the most important part is knowing how to run Turo as a business and through your business LLC and get business credit and business finances, which is a topic for another day. But once you kind of understand kind of how business credit work, you're now you're pulling vehicle loans on your business, not your personal, so it's not reflecting on your personal. So you're still qualifying for homes or whatever else you may want to do. Your personal side is very important. And also there's various banks, um, credit unions that you can go to where you can get 100% financed on used auto or 80% financed on used auto. So understanding like, yo, I can go to the bank. Not put nothing down, get a check for 100% finance on used auto, take this check to the dealership, get get a car, make sure the car is a profitable one, the one that's being rented, put it on the platform, start making money, and I ain't have to put nothing out of, down, out of my own pocket. I, I think that's pretty sweet. And that's what I did, man. I, I went to uh, Vistar. My numbers was together. My, my business credit was together. My personal credit was together. I was filed with the state. I, I was operating. So I walked out of there with my check. Went to the lot, said, hey, that Mustang right there, I want it. Put it on the platform. Within a couple of hours, my car was rented. It's honestly been rented since, right? And I think one of the most important things you have to learn as you're getting into this industry is that it is travel and leisure, right? And that goes up and down depending on when, based on seasons, right? Spring, summer, early fall, it's really hot for people traveling and getting to different areas and renting cars. But you got to understand, like, when it get cold outside, People not really traveling. People not renting like that. You may get a few snowbirds from up north that want to come down here to the little 60, 50-degree weather, whatever we get in Florida and rent. But outside of that, a lot of people are not moving around how they move around in the in the spring or summer. So you mentioned LLC. How do you run your business as an L or how do you get started with this as an LLC? So just tap into that a little bit. Uh, I think just by filing and getting your EIN number, your Dun & Bradstreet number, and kind of knowing, like, yo, me – that my I have Golden Boy uh, Motorsport Rentals, which is specifically for my rental car fleet, right? But it's owned by the Golden Boy Enterprises, which is another topic for another day. But when you run as an LLC, the, all your capital and everything, all your liability lies within that company, right? So I wouldn't do it on the personal side because then, of course, personal finances and all that stuff kind of start merging. You run as a business, start getting business financing, running as a, as a business to where you're not really taking a lot of hit, a liability on yourself is kind of how you run that. 
So you talked about you having like a fleet of rentals. So how do you manage all of those rentals? Uh, so managing rentals plus living your daily life plus working a nine to five plus operating a restaurant gets hectic at times. And I think, uh, like I said lap, last episode, it's like knowing, like having a strong team, right? I can call somebody out of town. I can be out of town and call one of my boys like, yo, I got this rental I need you to drop off. And they'll drop whatever they're doing to go kind of manage it and, and pick it up and drop it off. Whatever need to be done to help us kind of get to that next level. Uh, as a team, you have to be willing to have those players on your team that will be willing to play those roles. Because I think a lot of times, right, having a fleet of cars, I may have two pickups in one location and one drop off in another location. As a one person, I can't manage all that. So being able to build out a team and, and have those kind of managers of the fleet to where, like, yo, I'm not going to be here this weekend. Or I may be gone for a month. I may be here in and out. Like, can you manage it for me and get them a little kickback of it uh, off the rental is, is really important. So with Toronto insurance and damages is something that occasionally happens. Like, how, Can you touch on that a little bit? Yeah, um, through Turo, right, there's uh, three, maybe four different payout structures that you can that you can pick, up, pick out of, and, and that kind of determines what insurance plan you're protected through. Me, personally, I stay on the 75-25, which means out of one trip I take home 75%, Turo gets the other 25%. But it also means that if something happens to my vehicle while it's gone, whether that's damaged or stolen, whatever, my deductible will only be $250, right? Now, you can hop on a 90-10 and your deductible go up to $1,500, $2,000, whatever you choose. But I think personally that $7525 is a sweet spot to where it's just like, yeah, you're going to feel a $250, you know what I'm saying, hit. But it may be coming off a $300 trip. So you're not really, you know what I'm saying, taking that much of a hit. You're really just, you know what I'm saying, uh, taking less in. And personally, I have trackers. I have all types of stuff on my cars where I'm monitoring where it go. I monitor how fast it's driving. If, if something going wrong, like, yo, like, what you doing? I, I, hit a, I hit a customer up quick, like, yo, I seen you driving a hunting on the highway. Like, slow down, you know what I'm saying? Or I'm going to have to, you know what I'm saying, hit that kill. You ain't going to be able to crank it. Uh, so I think just, like, consistently monitoring it, um, taking the pictures and making sure that you have all your readers and all your pictures straight to where something does happen. You protect it. I think I think you you'll be all right. Um, me personally, the reason I really haven't taught a Turo course is because I want to go through like the full front to end experience of Turo. Right? I think I was really really knowledgeable about the front end, how to get a car on there, how to get the financing, how to rent it out, how to take the pictures, how to do this and do that. But I never really ran into an issue where I had damages. And I think. Man, between February and probably May, I think I had three or four damage claims on my vehicle, right? I think with the Maserati, it was riding down the highway and a piece of wood fell off a semi-truck and cracked the front windshield. Um, another instance with the Maserati again was uh, somebody had it and it got rear-ended. And I think with the Mustang... Somebody got into like a fender bender where it was a scratch, right? But I think by being protected on each one of those trips, not only was my deductible only $250, but I was able to make profit, a good amount of profit off each one of those damage claims, right? So just being able to protect yourself and putting yourself in the right position to where you're not going to take an L is very important when uh, hopping on these platforms and not thinking like, yo, I'm a nickel and dime. I'm going to take 100% and give two or zero and have to pay a $2,500 $2, deductible. And when it comes to it, it's like, damn, I can't even play the 2500 and get it fixed. Now you're in, like, a sticky situation. So I think just by making sure you protect and making sure you're doing the proper research, um, maybe I have insurance policies. 
personal insurance policies on on the cars outside of Turo. So making sure that you're taking the right steps to present, protect yourself and your business is very important. Okay, so let's get to the money. Let's talk about these payment plans or payout plans. How does that work? Yeah, for instance, right, I'm on a 75-25. Let's say I'm on a trip. The trip total was $1,000. I'm on a 75-25. I make seven fifty. But I think the most important thing outside of just those payout plans is making sure that you're going into your auto loan and your vehicle loan at the right numbers and at the right price point to where you're not really you're not really taking the L. I think a lot of times, especially right now where the used car market and the car market in general is running really hot, it's easy to just get a car because you think it'll get rented and you're not really making no money. Um, so I think just by one being knowledgeable about like what you get into. The, the price point of your auto loan, what you have to put it at daily to break even and to make money is very important more than those payout plans. Because, yeah, I can get a Turo 75% of a $1,000 trip, but if my note only $400, $500, like, I'm winning, right? But if my note is 800 and I'm giving Turo 75 and I'm barely breaking even, I might need to re- reconsider what I'm doing. So I think outside of the payout plan, just not being greedy and going in with the right mindset and understanding like what you're getting to is, is really important. I think a lot of times we see all these people making all this money and like, yo, let me jump in. You jump in, you underwater on the car loan, get the new car, and you not make money. It's like, damn, they was lying. And it's not nothing they was lying. They was just took a little bit more time and did a little more, bit more research and made sure the deal made sense before they jumped in. Hey, pull your notebook out and write that one down. Hey, yeah, but we're about to wrap this up. Uh, next episode coming soon. I'm going to let y'all decide what we're talking about. Uh, hit me up on Instagram, The One Golden Boy. On Twitter, Instagram, anything you can find me, hit me up. Reach out to me if you need help. Uh, Golden Boy Consultant coming soon. Watch out.